shoot him. Those were the words Paul Doyle heard from his assailants outside his Maryland home just before he was shot in the gut. Assailants he is convinced were sent by the Russians. The attack happening just days after Doyle, a Russian intelligence expert, appeared on NBC's Dateline in February 2007, accusing the Russian government of poisoning former Soviet spy Alexander Litvinenko, which the Kremlin denies, saying, quote, a message has been communicated to anyone who wants to speak out against the Kremlin. If you do, no matter who you are, where you are, we will find you and we will silence you. So that's what he said, appearing in the Dateline piece. And four days after he said that, Doyle was in the hospital in critical condition punches to the head and a bullet to his stomach. Officials say the shooting appears to have been random. But Joyle is not alone in his suspicions. Many prominent news outlets at the time questioning what had happened. Rampant speculation remains. Recently, at least 14 prominent Russians have died under mysterious circumstances, which include falling downstairs out of a hospital window, off a boat, and of course, in the case of Evgeny Prigozhin, falling out of the sky. The Kremlin also denying, of course, it's assassinated uh, the Wagner chief. Now, Joyle is fighting for more agencies to get involved when there are suspicious crimes that could be related to foreign governments. His shooting remains unsolved. But Paul Joyle is out front now. And, Paul, I, I just want to get a chance to understand here exactly uh, what happened, as you recall it. The Kremlin never commented uh, on what happened to you uh, or, on, or on your belief uh, that, the, that Russians were behind it. What made you so convinced that it was the Russians? Well, I had a a close relationship with uh, Alexander Litvinenko. I had a close relationship with uh, Major General Oleg Kalugin, who I was with before it occurred. I was critical um, and publicly. I've never claimed that I'm on a hit list or, <laughs> or that I want to be on a hit list. But um, I think there was reasonable suspicion. We know now from the article that was uh, posted that uh, the FBI uh, examined not only my home, but my office for polonium from listening devices, et cetera. So obviously it's just not my opinion. Mm. There was reasonable suspicion. So when, when you were under attack in that moment, did you even have time to think and to, to connect the dots in your mind that it, it could have been linked to what you had said on Dateline or you know, <clears throat> what did you experience in that moment if, if you're even able to, to remember it because of the trauma? Oh, I can remember it quite clearly. I, was, um, I turned and faced my opponent yelled as loud as I could in his face, attacked him with a trachea shot, went for his eyes, took him to the ground. I was fighting with him on the ground. So, um, but I will tell you this, as soon as I got into the house, after my wife called 911, I asked her to call Oleg Kalugin and warn him. So you did immediately do that. Now, police, as you know, as, as you know of course, have said, They've said there's no evidence uh, that this is related. Now, of course, I want to note, they couldn't talk to you for a month. You were in the hospital. You were obviously, uh, you know, in, in, in critical condition. I was um, on a breathing tube for 30 days, just about 30 days. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's incredible to even imagine such a thing. When, but when you hear they say there's no evidence, I mean, do you think it's possible that something like this could have happened to you just randomly? Well, as I say, uh, if they were looking for... Um, uh, if they were trying to get something from me, they could have asked, you know, <laughs> no one asked, no one took anything, mm. phone, laptop, etc. So um, the point of the matter is I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. I'm trying to draw the attention to the violent times we live in yeah. and the fact that these types of incidences are on the, uh, on the rise. 
And Paul, um, I know you're fighting for agencies to get involved on suspicious crimes that could involve foreign governments uh, in any way, right? And that's what you're focused on. That's um, right. Th th you, you point out, I, I pointed out a lot of those. Those are, of course, Russian citizens. But, but you right. point out the times we live in. Um, there, there's a Moscow-based uh, financier, American, who was friendly with Jared and Ivanka Trump. He sold mm -hmm. them real estate. He's dead. And Rappaport is his name. Uh, he's dead. He fell from a luxury apartment building. Police con concluded that was not foul play. Kremlin, of course, denies any role in his death. I know this is a case you've been focused on. What, what, what do you think possibly happened? Well, we don't know. The, but the point of the matter is this, is that um, this is a suspicious incident that occurred um, during the, the, the conflict in Ukraine. This man was involved uh, in that. Uh, and we can't expect the Metropolitan Police Department, who have no counterintelligence background, that don't understand active measures, that don't understand the other things that occur uh, around shootings, which are clues. That's why I say it's time to increase the authorities of the FBI to be able to assist. Mm. As Bill Chase, the former special agent in charge of the Baltimore field office, said uh, in, the, in, in the interview, we didn't have a predicate to go forward. We need to de develop an opportunity to allow local, for, uh, local law enforcement the support they need to conclude investigations properly. All right. Well, Paul, thank you very much. I appreciate your taking the time and talking about it here. Thank you very much.